God is more than you think he is. You are more than you think you are. You are called to more than you think you are. It's always more and better and deeper and further in. Long before this podcast, I was a chef. And at one point in my career as a chef, I worked at an Indian restaurant. And this Indian restaurant, it was so secretive that when I left, they made me sign a legal agreement that I wouldn't share their flatbread flatbread recipe. I mean, it was just a standard non-disclosure agreement. Struggled through that one. Everyone, welcome to episode 186. So good to have you with us if it's your first time joining us, man. This is uh, how we start every episode, with a dad joke. And usually, usually, I'm a little more articulate than I am right now. For some reason, I'm uh, stuttering and slurring my words, and I have no idea why. It's 10.30 in the morning. So, um, but welcome. If it's your first time listening, please rate and review this podcast. It will help other people find it. You can interact with us on social media, at Man of Food for Thought, all spelled out. And please go to our website, manafoodforthought.com or manafft.com. Click on the subscribe button to sign up for our weekly Psalm Reflection email and click on the Give button if you feel so inclined to become a patron of this podcast and support us for as little as $1 a month. We thank all of our patrons. Thank you so much for listening and let's get into our episode with joy, junk, and Jesus. So, wow, that was a struggle to get through, y'all. I don't know what's going on today, but my joy, it's been a wonderful week. Um, So much joy, so many Jesus moments. Um, I got to reconnect with one of my former teens and now friends, Maria, and have dinner with her. Um, I got to uh, give several talks this week at different parishes uh, and to our Free to Be Women's group. Um, I had my very first and second uh, experiences of Dungeons and Dragons, which I've been like itching to play for the longest time. So that's been, I mean, that's been super awesome. Um, And a lot of great experiences with my kids. Uh, There was a United Nations Day at at my daughter's school and every class represents a culture, and so they were Colombia, and they did this cute dance, you know, to a song from Encanto, and it was just adorable. So uh, that was really wonderful. We spent the the sa- uh, Saturday of this past weekend at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, we got free tickets for that from our friends, and so yeah, that was really awesome. We had trunk or treat at our church that our kids loved on Friday night, and uh, so it's just a lot to be uh, joyful for. Um, Junk is that I've been sitting here trying to record this episode for like an hour almost now because my computer is having some issues, but I finally was able to get it to restart. Part of that junk is that I left my charger at one of the parishes that I was speaking at, and I found it was the block part of my computer charger. If you know Max, they have the little like rectangular square block. So I left that. I found another version of it, a newer one. And it seems as though it's not charging as well or as quickly as my other one does. So when this one gets low and I plug it in, it takes forever for it to just like get to the point where it can like sustain itself and actually start charging. And that's where I was. So I was just kind of waiting. So that's been kind of junk. And then today I have this like massive uh, stomach cramping that's going on and it is so painful. So uh, say some prayers for me. Hopefully it's resolved. Um, but, uh, Jesus moments, um, my parents moved to Orange County and our best friends, Tony and Jenna, my former co-host Jenna, uh, they're moving within like five minutes of us. Uh, and they live pretty close already, but like even closer 
And so I'm just like so grateful to the Lord of all the people he's bringing around us, new community in my life. Um, it's just all really, really wonderful. New and existing, pre-existing community, obviously. So we had a wonderful family dinner last night with both sets of grandparents, our kids, um, our friend Justine, Levi's godmother. And so it was just really wonderful. And I'm looking forward to a lot more of stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And there was one other thing that I was going to share and I can't remember what it was, but, um, there's been so much good stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm super happy about it. So Anyways, uh, I'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Let me know. Uh, but we're going to get into our episode for the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time this upcoming Sunday. We look at the second reading of uh, this coming Sunday readings every week. And so this week we are still in first the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We're jumping to chapter 2, reading verses 7b to 9 and verse 13. So Paul, again, this is the earliest letter that we believe he wrote to a church in Thessalonica. Uh, and again, preaching to them and whatever issues they have going on and trying to figure out how to be church uh, and what matters, how they perceive God, uh, what what teachings they're listening to, what teachings they can disregard from other false teachers have been around, this common themes in a lot of his letters. So here's what he says this week. He writes, Brothers and sisters, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved had you become to us. You recall, brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. And for this reason, we too give thanks to, to God unceasingly that in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you receive not a human word, but as it truly is the word of God which is now at work in you who believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I was reading this, uh, an unusual thing kind of stood out to me, and it made me think about the fact that God is always more than we think he is. And what stood out to me in this is the maternal images that are used. And and Paul is using this as an image for them ministering to the people of Thessalonica as a nursing mother cares for her children, but it just reminded me that there are plenty of places in Scripture where uh, the maternal nature of God or the maternal characteristics of God are highlighted and the maternal reality of the fact that we are a church that is the bride of Christ. And it made me wonder, like, if we're made in the image and likeness of God and we are the body of Christ, the church, we are part of that maternal imagery. And do we take on some of those maternal characteristics in our ministry? Are we nurturing the faith of other peoples? Are we peoples? Other people. Are we serving sacrificially? Are we compassionate? Are we taking on a new identity in Christ? So recently, I was on retreat in Georgia um, with Life Teen, uh, um, and I was uh, in prayer, uh, in adoration on, on the evening, last evening of the retreat. And I was just sitting, praying with my hands open, and I just had this kind of thought that like, all right, Lord, I'm always, excuse me, I'm always, I don't know, asking you to reveal yourself to me in very specific ways, or I'm always coming to you in a very specific way. And so I just kind of said in my prayer, like, Lord, come to me as you desire to reveal yourself to me. And I had my hands open and I just had this image and I felt the weight of the, the infant child of Jesus, like newborn Jesus being placed into my hands. And I felt the weight of him in my hands. And I thought of when I first held Hannah. 
And I thought of how in that very moment, like my entire identity changed. Like they say, like women become mothers when they find out they're pregnant, but men become fathers when they first hold their child. And, and, and I think in my life, anecdotally, there is some truth to that, that that's when it really hit me. Like I didn't have the, the bodily experience of bonding with Hannah, like my wife did. And so that was really my first touch point. And from that point forward, I wasn't just a husband to my wife. I was now a father to this child. It changed my identity. It changed who I was. And it just made me realize kind of that parental image of God and that God is not just paternal, but he is maternal. It's all over scripture. This is Isaiah 42, 14. God says, for a long time, I've kept silent. I've said nothing, holding myself back. Now I cry out like a woman in labor, gasping and panting. Isaiah 49, 14. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. And then God says, can a mother forget her infant? Be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should she forget, I will never forget you. Isaiah 66, starting verse 12. For thus says the Lord, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, like an overflowing torrent, the wealth of nations. You shall nurse carried in her arms, cradled upon her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find comfort. And then in the New Testament, Matthew 23, 37, and repeated in Luke 13, 34, Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how many times I yearn to gather your children together as a hen gathers her young under her wings, but you were unwilling. Now, I'm not trying to have this kind of like loose progressive or woke theology here that says like God is a woman or that Jesus was female. No, absolutely not. What I'm pointing out here is that the nature of God is that he is without a body. And even though he came in bodily form as a physical man, God the Father is revealed to us by Jesus, but it doesn't mean he's confined only to the role of father because we have the maternal image of God and God is not bound to a body. He does not have gender. And because Male and female are made in the image and likeness of God. Both male and female qualities and characteristics are from God. That he is both, that he manifests both in the way in which he reveals himself to us, but chose to reveal himself predominantly as father. But we cannot forget, brothers and sisters, those maternal qualities and characteristics. And it made me think about like how we evangelize. Are we, you know, um, not that men can't be compassionate, that men can't be nurturing or loving, but I think about some of those more maternal qualities and then thinking about the fact that we have a very hierarchically male uh, church and that sometimes those maternal qualities of faith can be lost in translation or in the way we share the faith. And I think opportunities like this in the readings are there for us to be invited to see how <clears throat> both are needed, both men and women are needed in every facet of the church and ministry except for the ordained priesthood because that's not how the Lord set it up and the diaconate and, and the, the bishops, obviously. Um, but there, there are a plethora of female saints, saints who are religious, saints who are laywomen, saints who are mothers, um, saints who are single. And it, it's an incredible um, gift that we can maybe neglect to share with the world, and that is the maternal or more feminine characteristics and qualities of God. And so it just made me think of things like, are, are we blessing others or do we burden them? Are we nurturing and compassionate while also having that strong and secure kind of sense of the truth of the faith?
This is true maybe, I'm just thinking of this now, but this is true maybe in our own relationship with God. Do we approach God only as Father? Like, do we let the Lord fight our battles? Yes, but do we also let God cradle us and hold us? Not just when things are bad, but simply because we're God's children. Like, I love holding my children. But when my children need, like, compassion and they need, they're upset, usually they want their mom. Not always, but usually they want their mom. And they miss her and they want to be held by her because it's a reminder of that warm embrace. It's a reminder of that maternal relationship that they had with her in the womb, whether they realize that or not. And God has those qualities. Those qualities didn't come up out of nowhere. God created them because they exist within him. We're made in the image and likeness of God. We're made with sexual complementarity that creates family and life. And it's interesting that we know the value and importance of having both a mother and a father, but those natures come from God. And so how do we tap into those? In an apostolic letter that uh, Pope Francis wrote called Rich in Mercy, he points out in the Hebrew scriptures that there are two different words used when they describe God as merciful. And one of those words is ramim, which means compassion. But it comes from the word rahim, which is the, the Hebrew word for womb. So whenever we speak of God as compassionate, we're applying this characteristic in Hebrew, which is seen as predominantly feminine, this inwombment, entombment in the stomach of a mother. In, um, in his Angelus on September 10th, 1978, Pope John Paul II said, God is our father, even more, he is our mother. God is our father, even more, he is our mother. An interesting paradox there to convey this point of God's nurturing compassionate qualities. And so it just begged the question within me, am I allowing those qualities and characteristics of God to bless me? And I, am I allowing them to flow out of me? Because God is more than I think he is. And because we're made in the image and likeness of God, we are more than we think we are. We're capable of more than we think we are. And we're called to more than we realize. And part of that might be expanding the way that we evangelize, that we see others, that we communicate, that we relate to God, that we relate to the saints, that we experience the humanity, the fullness of humanity that God has given us. And I'm not saying that this is an invitation to, you know, um, you know, gender dysphoria or something like that, where if you're a male, you need to start acting more feminine. No, what I mean is we need to start entertaining the ways, not entertaining, we need to start criticizing the ways that maybe we've put God in a box and maybe we've put church in a box and evangelization and ministry in a box and recognize there's always more. Like St. Augustine said, if you can understand it, it's not God. And that we can't place limits on God. And so I don't, I don't know why I felt compelled to share this, but I think maybe, maybe you had, have, like I had growing up, an image of God that was not helpful or that was even destructive or damaging. And maybe tapping into this more compassionate, nurturing, maternal nature of God can help you experience the love of God the Father differently, can help you embrace it in such a way, can help you share it in such a way where, you know, I hate this phrase where people always say like, oh, I don't want to shove religion down people's throats. And that's a very like aggressive, masculine type of language. Well, what if we love people into the truth? What if we nurture them into the truth? What if we are so compassionate for them and their brokenness that we are compelled to tell them the truth, just like any loving parent would tell the truth to their children so that they aren't harmed and they don't fall into some destructive lifestyle. So 
this is, I don't know, this has blessed me in a weird way. I don't know if I'm really articulating it in a way that makes sense. I'm trying to kind of uh, assess any way you might misinterpret what I mean, because I really want to be clear here in, you know, not trying to stray beyond what the church teaches theologically, but also expand the ways that we are limiting our scope of who God is and who he's calling us to be and what he can do in our lives, how we can relate to him and how then we can create in his image and likeness relate to others and convey the gospel to others. So God is more than you think he is. You are more than you think you are. You are called to more than you think you are. It's always more and better and deeper and further in. And you'll never reach the end of that vessel, the bottom of that vessel, the end of that invitation. And so whether or not this maternal, you know, feminine stuff relates to or not, at least think about that. Think about that principle that God is more than you think he is. And he's inviting you into more each and every day. That's all I have for you this week, my brothers and sisters. Uh, God bless you. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. Bye. Bye.